Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We talking about life and life to stream right to you. From the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, cause there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us. We have a fun pop talk episode talking all that pop. Over on the website, thereitispod.com, we posted a new fest submission blog. Every comedy festival that has open submissions in May, that's, that was posted a couple of days ago. So go check that out. Again, that's on thereitispod.com. In today's episode, we talk to brother of the show Trey and best friend of the show Rob about some pop culture things we really nerd out. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with brother of the show Trey and best friend of the show Rob. Well, thanks for joining us here for another pop talk, brother of the show Trey and best friend of the show Rob. Pop! Pop! Ah, <laughs> talking all close that enough. Pop. close enough. <laughs> pop, 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 no, pop, it's pop. just yeah, it's just a reference now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was yep. exactly how you meant to do it. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about the Falcon. Excuse me, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and a movie that Rob saw that we didn't see, and also. This first topic, which I don't know, we haven't, the three of us haven't talked so much about the Joe Rogan podcast or Joe Rogan really at all. But recently, Joe Rogan got into hot water for saying that he would tell a young, healthy person, like a 21 year old, that they don't need the vaccine if they asked him because his like 11, 12 year old kids, however, they're around that age. Uh, the, because they had COVID and they weren't really phased by it. It was kind of like, man, I'm just a little tired. It wasn't, it wasn't real bad for them. So he's saying, if, if you're healthy, I wouldn't say it. You need to get it. Now he's walking those statements back. He's called himself a fucking idiot <laughs> and not to listen to him, to listen to Dr. Fauci. But he's walked back his statements by saying, A, that the argument people are making that young, healthy people need to get the vaccine is so they don't pass it on to others. And as he put it, that is a different conversation than his point. And B, that his statements on the podcast are not planned statements. And he's not thinking about what he's saying before he says it. These are direct quotes. <laughs> Due to his pull with his massive audience, does he have a responsibility to start thinking about what mm. he says before he says it? <laughs> Let's start with you, Rob. I mean, yeah, I, I, and I've listened. I've listened to him a handful of times, and it's it, mostly it's been about like, I, I, ironically, it's been about health, but it's been about like people who have like different ideas for diets and exercise and things like that. So I, I've enjoyed that aspect of the show. Um, and sometimes when he interviews interesting people, it's okay. But I haven't listened to him in a while. Um, but yeah, I just there's a lot of like speculation and a lot of like, oh, well, you know, I heard or I think 
And then there's just also a lot of like armchair because he's interviewed scientists and doctors. He thinks he knows this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's like, yeah. no, that's not how that works. And so, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that like, he's just kind of like, you know, you know, you get the, it's, it's I'm not saying he's like Trump, but it's kind of like that thing of, well, I heard, you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people saying it's kind of like that idea. And I don't know where is Joe Rogan from New York. Do you know? Uh, I think he's, I want to think Jersey is where he's from. Same thing. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of, like, I don't know if it's like that. That's just how like some people like talk there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, so I don't know if it's just kind of like a thing, like, well, you know, so it's like, I don't, yeah. So I could definitely, there's a lot of times where I can see he's just speaking out of his ass. And yeah, but he, I yeah. think he has a responsibility because he knows who his listeners are. He knows that he, he, he trends more towards, uh not not purely the ben shapiro audience of the world but they're definitely more libertarian leading a little more um not don't trust the government as much leading and so mm. those are the kind of people that obviously you know we want to get the vaccine and so i i think he has to think you know that they're going to be really inspired by his words to not yeah yeah for sure trey what are your thoughts yeah, I mean, same. I mean, I, I guess the the one part I, I don't want to make it sound like I understand any of what he said, but <laughs> when he said he doesn't plan his thoughts out, yeah, I, I, I get the 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 idea of if you're hosting and you want stuff to go organically, so you don't know what's going to come up next. That part I, I sort of get, but if a topic comes up that that you aren't that familiar with shut the hell up (laughs) (laughs) right yeah Yeah. like like don't i mean you've got too many people like you both said listening to you looking up to you who are influenced by you you'd better know what the hell you're talking about Mm -hmm. if you're going to say something and it's frustrating because like um there's the doctor not fauci but there's um he's from actually from minnesota um, it's like Olmstead or Olmstead. And I, I can't remember his name exactly, but he was like over a year ago. He was the first one that I was like the serious pucker factor happened when I listened to that podcast because he was like really clear about COVID, how bad it was, what was happening with it was, was more than likely this, the, the origin of it or, or why it was that, you know? And so that was like he, a year or so. That ago? was over. That was over. Yeah. It was definitely wow. like March. That was like, so that was like March when 2020 Dr. Drew was saying it was just going to be like the flu. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, this guy was like, this is, but it was about that. I was like him. I listened to him and then I listened to Malcolm Gladwell on another podcast. And it was like, after that, I was like, good boy. So that's, what's frustrating is like, he's had experts from the beginning telling him how bad it was and he has to know that, that the vaccine would be good. So, I mean, I could use a sample size of my wife's 94 year old grandmother had COVID right. and was fine. Oh, right. so that means no elderly people need to have it. It's like, no, she was lucky. Like there was something about right. her, you know, her strain and her body that it didn't affect her, but the person, mm. literally the person across the hall from her died from COVID. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that in the same breath that, Joe Rogan mentioned that his kids, you know, one basically just a headache and the other one may be a little tired. He said, um, if you lost somebody to COVID, I'm sorry. So he knows that right. yeah. he's not he one who's denying like, the not, fact that it's... Yeah, he was like, yeah. I'm not trying to belittle, or I don't know if he used the word belittle, but he's not trying to downplay all the deaths. But he, I, I think he fundamentally misunderstood 
the situation. If he is saying, okay, my 11 and 13 year old kids were fine uh, to say that like, so yeah, 21 year old healthy kid shouldn't, I don't think needs to get it. Then he doesn't understand the point of it. And to say that like, well, what I said is different than the argument people are making about not get, but what you said is within that point yeah. that they're making. The reason they are saying it is because what you said is not a logical thing. Here's my thought, just to answer the question. I, I've, I'm agree in agreement with you two. Of course, he should think about what he says before he says it. Anybody should. Yeah. You know, and I understand that he likes to be off the cuff. That's a big thing with comics, I think, being off the cuff. And and well, and obviously he's been successful with his format. Right. And it's a big part of his appeal to be yeah. off the cuff. And, and I'm sure he likes doing that. And it does kind of stink when you can't be as off the cuff because you've gotten bigger. And, yeah. and that's a lot of people when they got bigger, they had something that they had to protect mm-hmm. and in their, their career. So they couldn't go out and say certain things anymore. Like I've heard Kevin Smith talk about how before Ben Affleck got super big, he would be a little bit more honest about things that were happening in the industry. But when he got to be like A-list status and it could hurt his career to pop off on the wrong subject, <laughs> then he stopped doing that. And I heard Adam Sandler was the same way. So I get losing that can feel like it sucks, but it's only really good to be off the cuff when you can hit the nail on the head of a subject. You know, when you can express the core of an issue that doesn't have any fluff when it's pure and it doesn't sound like a manufactured statement or anything like that, that's when being off the cuff is good. But that's not this. Yeah, the off off the cuff and saying facts are not right. mutually exclusive. Right. You can no. speak off the cuff. And, and some of your example, like some of the Ben Affleck stuff, mm-hmm. I don't care how famous you are or are not. Right. You probably shouldn't just be popping off. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. I would say, when I, in reference back to Ben Affleck, though, uh-huh. uh, if you want to hear off the cuff Ben Affleck, just listen to the DVD commentary on Armageddon. He just <laughs> shits on the movie the entire time. Oh, that's it is funny. awesome. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. And he basically, he's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Don't you think it would have been easier to teach drilling to astronauts than being <laughs> astronauts to <laughs> oil drillers? <laughs> Like he says that to Michael Bay, and they put that on the DVD commentary. That's <laughs> so, good stuff. That makes me want to buy that. I that know. DVD. I've listened to the clip. It is amazing. Ben it's Affleck. like it's like Joel Schumacher in the commentary for Batman and Robin. I still haven't heard it, but I I keep reading or seeing anecdotes where he just yeah, said, like said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And sidebar to our future topic. I did not realize Joel passed away. Mm. Oh, I don't yeah. know. It just passed my memory. And, and I saw it's always when I watch yeah. when I watch the the memory, you know, the memorial memorial. I'm like, oh, my God, because one, I was like, I thought Wilford Brimley was dead for like five years. <laughs> and then I, Hal yeah. Holbrook, Hal Holbrook is one of my favorite actors ever. Mm. He he is. He passed away last yeah. year. And I'm like, damn, he had a good run because I thought he was mm-hmm. dead like 10 years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> there were a couple on there. There were surprise for me as well. But, well, just to finish this thing with Joe Rogan, what were you about to say? One thing with Rogan is I think he has to be mindful of his audience because one, like I said before, he knows who listens to him. 
but also he has a serious power over his audience. He has that kind of audience. And so, I mean, honestly, if he had said like, just be frank, go to the Capitol and, and storm the, the Capitol, they would have done it for him. Yeah. Cause he, cause he has devoted followers. Oh, and, listen, uh, there've yeah. been people who I follow on Twitter. I think this happened to someone I interviewed on the podcast. She was saying that whenever she says something negative about him, people come out of the woodwork attacking her. Oh, yeah. And oh, if yeah. she's not adding him, so how are they finding it? They're, they're finding it because they're searching his name, just looking for people who are talking about it. And, yeah. and to, like, get in the comments on that is kind of strange. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even dislike him per se, and I understand why a lot of people do. But it is irresponsible whether you have his pull or mm-hmm. his amount of audience, or you don't. If you have, if you have one audience, who hear you? Yeah. Right. If you have one audience member, you shouldn't be saying things that are wrong, <laughs> that don't well, make I, any sense. Especially and when you, it's when it's to the detriment of society, like that. absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, gonna, I've seen him argue for what we are saying, which is to be educated and to know about something yeah. before you talk about it. We've also seen him say a few things where he didn't know what he was talking well, about, but he was talking about it anyway. There's a difference. Or he between, knew a little yeah, bit. There, there's a difference between being on both sides of federal funding or on education on things like that. There's you, there's nuance there. There's not a difference. There's not a nuance in science when it comes right. to the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I don't think you should both sides it. Now you could both right. sides it in the sense of I understand if you have a religious belief or you're you know, against, uh, you know, if you're just are fundamentally against vaccinations, I get that. But to say that someone doesn't need it because you're healthy, you're going to be fine. It's like, yeah, you know, how many, how many healthy people got gravely ill or, or died. died or died? Yeah. And, yeah. and even the people, even like super healthy, like yeah. athletic workout every day. Yeah. And and they still yeah. couldn't breathe weeks or months later. Yeah, I mean, it, right. it's, yeah. you don't know. Like, you don't know who's going to get it bad. No, and no. there are people who got it and were fine, and there are people who got it and died, and people who were completely their health was ravaged, and they weren't people with bad yeah. hearts or bad and lungs, you, and they weren't seventy five years old. Uh, also, thirty. Uh, also, you think about it, if his average age is, I don't know what his average age is, but I would assume early 20s, the last thing an early 20-year-old needs who's not on their parents' insurance is massive amount of debt from healthcare. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing to think about. Maybe they don't die, but if they're in the hospital for three or four weeks, maybe they don't have hospital bills because I don't know how all that goes with COVID care, but there's still a lot of costs that go into hospitals and also they're probably not working for four weeks or so you know what i mean so it's like there's, right right there, you know there's a there's a responsibility there that you've got to consider right yeah, i'm and, glad and, he was bold enough to say he was a fucking idiot for saying what he said yeah. um mm-hmm. and and that cleared and that quickly said that um as far as him like kind of backpedaling on it it's like no dude you need to understand the poll you have yeah mm-hmm. and that yeah. and the irresponsibility of saying something like that in this venue. Yeah. And as we kind of implied this in what we've said, but just to say it explicitly, it's not just about not passing it on to others either. Because as right. we talked about, they the 21-year-old who's healthy can still get it if they're not and vaccinated. still get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's yeah. just, um, there's a lot of bad discussion out there. I don't think he was trying to have a, a discussion in bad faith. I just think he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. And I think um, I'm hoping 
that he considers those things a little bit more because it's just too often now that he's yeah. saying something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say it's like, well, it's happening too often now, but I will say that I think I've seen it a number of times at this point, And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, not no mo, you know, not when you sign a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. Yeah. A huge deal like that. Like you, there's a certain level of responsibility that you have now. Yeah. Number one, Spotify uh, viewership. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. He's got a responsibility. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a topic that won't upset us. I, for one, am still excited about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or as they rebranded, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That finale was awesome. I saw the clip of Sam's entrance as Cap again just the other day and realized, like halfway into that clip, I was still grinning from ear to (laughs) ear seeing it. Uh, what were your thoughts? Let's start with you, Trey. So I think it's great. Um, so anything that I say that's negative, not all of it's nitpicky, but but it's heading in that direction. Um, but but I think it was great to see Sam, like you said, Russian as Captain America. And on the one hand, I really liked that when somebody asked, who are you? He said, I'm Captain America. Mm-hmm. But my reaction in the moment was influenced, Jason, by something you had sent me. Uh, however, many, in, in proving that John Walker wasn't uh, the right Captain America, right? Where it was this matchup mean? of all the times that Steve Rogers introduced himself and he always said, I'm Steve Rogers, yeah. Whereas John Walker said, I'm Captain America, and, and it was to show Steve's humility. Mm-hmm. And that John Walker didn't really deserve it. So once I saw that, and then Sam said, I'm Captain America, I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I uh, yeah. had the same feeling. Oh, oh he God. Didn't have, he, of course, did not have the arrogance that John Walker had. Right. He said. But I, oh, my God. I'm not going to say that. And, it, I, and of course, I, it was the importance of. Um, of, of him a, saying, I'm saying it. it. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's why it didn't bother me because, oh, God. Right. It wouldn't have bothered the white me. guy saying it was two black guys. No, no, no. It, like, it, would, no. it wouldn't yeah. have bothered me had I not seen that. Oh, movie. and see, to yeah, me, it, exactly. it was just like it was like he was he was taking he was willing to take the mantle, um, and so I like that aspect of it. But I see what you're saying, like, right. I, yeah, I think I saw that. You may have sent that clip to me too, Jason. But yeah, um, and and it's yeah. funny. It's a funny meme, but that's yeah. where one of, that's one of those situations where memes don't always yeah. hit the nail on the head, even if they they kind of get an aspect right, but overall, because it was the same kind of people who were sharing the, uh, oh, John Walker's using a gun. Captain America never would. And then all these people are like, here's uh, yeah, a clip from the World Avengers, War II, and here's the this clip from, from Captain America, the first mm-hmm. Avenger. What are you yeah. talking about? He's using the gun in all these clips. Yeah. So I I, I got I had the same influence from the meme, but Rob, yeah. <laughs> you're about to explain. Oh. No, why I'm wrong. No. Yeah, why? Why both you the black truth. men are wrong about <laughs> the way that black men are being yeah. shown in popular culture. But no, I know. But I really, I took it as as he was willing to say, yeah, like I, this is who I am, but I'm right. also Captain America. And I thought it was pretty funny that you know it was funny and poignant when someone said, "Oh, look, there's black Captain America," and they were like, "No, it's Captain America," you know? It's right. Like, right. Yeah. And so, I do think that. It, again, if I hadn't seen the meme first, I would have just taken it as, 
Of course, the first person who's Captain America probably wouldn't call himself Captain America. It was just yeah. kind of a nickname like that George became Washington a symbol. Was not really mm-hmm. like, yeah. President of the United States. Right. Like that, yeah. yeah, it was it, it was just this. It, it's because of Steve that Captain America became a symbol. So Steve yeah. wouldn't think of himself that way. Everybody who came later would be trying to live up to it. And so that's even where it's a, in a sense, it was even a positive that John Walker saw himself as trying to live up to that. It's just, he didn't have the Sam personality to really mm-hmm. earn that uh, in, in a way that was accurate and right and pointed right. for the story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, most of that was, was, was still really done. Uh, 99.9% of the show is really done. I think where, where I get into nitpicky land a little bit is some of the Bucky stuff mm-hmm. was a little undertold. I think like the, mm-hmm. the, at, at the end before in episode five, at the end of episode five, when they're tossing the shield around and having the conversation and Sam's speeches were great, like right. very inspirational yeah. showing why he deserved to be captain America, all that stuff. But the, the name of the show is not just the Falcon. Right. The name yeah. of the show is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think that, that Bucky needed some of that heft at that point, too. And, and I think one example is when Sam, while they're tossing the shield, says, you can't let anybody tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. It was a great opportunity for Bucky to say, that's true for you, too. I mean, yeah. part yeah. of why Sam didn't take the shield was because of how he thought America would look at a black man taking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it would have been nice mm-hmm. for there to be some reciprocation there in this identity crisis and in, in the kind of conversation instead of it just being Sam lecturing. Yeah. yeah. And in that same vein, well, I, I usually don't take much stock in what Screen Rant writes, but they actually <laughs> wrote something really good about uh, how the finale they maybe oversold it in saying that the finale uh, failed Bucky, but it's along the lines of what I'm saying in that this whole conversation that Sam just had with Bucky was you weren't amending, you were avenging and you've got to be of service. And so when Bucky goes to Yori in the final episode, we don't see him be of service. And it's, it, it's yeah. basically just mm-hmm. the start of here's what really happened, but they cut away. They don't show yeah. the conversation don't show Bucky doing anything for Yori later, but somehow he's crossed Yori off the book, sent the book to the doctor and said, thank you. Uh, But what Screen Rant argued is that this should have been the beginning of Bucky really doing the work and being able to take on the, the, the therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Instead of it being like the whole thing tied up in a bow right there. Yeah. He, yeah. He should yeah, he should have I gone back for to a session. Yeah. Yeah. I think they both maybe could have taken on mantles and his maybe would have not been as physical as the shield, but mm-hmm. um the Captain America shield, that is. Uh but yeah, I think there were some missed opportunities with Bucky. I don't think that's an unfair thing or or particularly nitpicky. It's it's um not as egregious but it's still like a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, My only real gripe with the show, and this is really my only gripe with the show, is the the way they tied things up with John Walker. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the director, Carrie Stogland, mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it, said that the goal was to make everyone like John Walker by the end of the show. And if they wanted to do that, fine, maybe. But six episodes was not really enough to go from we're just now seeing who this guy is. Now we're seeing that he's not worth his salt. Oh, he murdered a guy. (laughs) And now he's the final episode. He's turned a new leaf and he's now suddenly likable, quippy guy with his, uh, I'm back. I'm back. Like, it's all like likable Wyatt Russell at the end. And that didn't feel earned. See, I I disagree with that, actually, because I thought that he was that in the beginning mm-hmm. as well. It's just that he wasn't Steve. He wasn't Captain America, but he yeah. was he was the he wanted. They showed that great scene in the locker room before he went out to Good Morning America, where he really wanted to not fail anybody. Yeah. And, and they showed uh, his his earnestness. Not Steve Rogers type earnestness, but mm-hmm. kind of like what we said in the previous pop talk that that West Point kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I well, agree with mm-hmm. that. But him going to the I'm Captain America, don't get in my way. Do you know who I am? Totally, totally cancels out. Is this well, guy really worthy? And and then the fact that he then acted the way he acted. For episodes three, four, and five, I think that kind of it was too detrimental. It was way too much of a blemish, and, and uh, uh, of, it, it, of his image from those first two episodes. Well, it is, but it is to buy the to me. It is, but it isn't because I mean the the pressure of the job got to him. But ultimately, mm-hmm. he's still a hero, and he's still someone that wants to do right. He's just not going to do right the same way as Captain America would. And and he's going to be kind of, I think, from what I understand from the comic books, he's a little bit of like an anti-hero hero kind of thing where he kind mm-hmm. of he's liquid on some of the stuff he does. And, I th- and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But again, but I-, I think it it all happened in a way that I couldn't fully buy because I don't yeah. think six episodes. Well, people, well, those beats for a story arc are fine. Yeah, it didn't come across well for me in six episodes. It I, the, didn't get me there with them. I, I find it funny though. There's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, but he murdered someone." I'm like, "Bitch, he murdered somebody who like had been involved in multiple murders. <laughs> like, who just murdered his best friend." friend. So, so like, so there like, are a lot of people who I like, don't know, man. If Thor or Captain America or Iron Man had done that mm-hmm. shit in MCU, we would be talking about how bad it was. Well, yes and no, but I'm just, but that's it. But I mean, ultimately, yeah. But like. I just didn't think it was like so unredeeming. It's like, yeah, he killed somebody and it was probably, you know, he, he made a rush decision, but the guy also, did he really give up? Like, I mean, I guess he was cowering at the end, but like he, you know, he tried to say, I didn't do it. But like, I mean, I I just don't see the difference between him and some of the other people in the MCU that have been killed by heroes. So, I mean, there's, there's been times where they've killed people, you know, and, and I mean, most of the time it's it's always a little bit different how bad guys get killed in the MCU. Most of the time it's their own hubris that they get killed. But yeah, I mean, that's the problem. It's the hubris of the character for me. But sure. like, also, it's not that it's unredeemable. I just yeah. don't think it was what episode four, five, four. It was killed? episode four. four. It was four. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then five where he was like, humbled. you know, reeling. Or, yeah. And then episode six, he's redeemable. I think that's too much. I think, too I, I think of a turn. Yeah. 
I mean, it wasn't like months well, past. But it, I don't think he was. I, I don't think he was redeemed in the sense of like, okay, maybe this guy should have been Captain America. I think he was redeemed in the sense of this guy's not incompetent. He 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 does have some type of spirit of uh, and some type of moral, and and he wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard for Even him to do the right. Yeah, I'm with I'm with I, Rob yeah. on that. Even in I the don't sixth disagree episode. that he should get there. I I don't disagree that he that's where they should end up with him. But that's well, I'm not but, ready to receive the guy as the but that's, oh it's it's Lincoln. It's a great quote. Like yeah, well, that yeah. was that was like roadie Iron Man type dialogue back and forth. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. With this but that's guy how he now. was when he. That's who he was when we met him. Yeah. So it's it's not that it was this turn. It was more that he stumbled and went that's, and, and that's then came back to came back to but it's a, a but it's a realistic yeah. stumble. Like he that's just realistic. watched a flag smasher murder his best friend, friend. and it's a yeah. terrorist. Whether you want to, I know that they that Sam made the point of you know call him terrorist, but yeah, 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 yeah. but that's what they were labeled as is terrorist. So was, he was part. He was legally that guy was complicit. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like um in terms of the snap in, in terms of why you would kill him it's like brad pitt at the end of seven he just saw his wife's head in the box and here's the dude who did it spoiler so he snapped oh well, yeah <laughs> but i mean that's essentially what it was for john walker this is the dude yeah. who just killed my best friend my brother I mean, and if three days later <laughs> they're showing brad pitt just laughing and joking with people I'd be like, there's something about this that I'm not buying. Well, I don't know if it was, was it three days later? It wasn't literally three okay. days later. Yeah, I thought it was like, like weeks. It, yeah. yeah. Even but, if it was, it still wasn't like, but he didn't I see, think, yeah. I, I well, needed I mean, at least one more episode of that's this the pro- guy doing and that's, right. That's the ultimately the only gripe I have about the show is that they had too much in the in the pot. Yeah, they had, they had for six episodes. For six episodes, they had way too much. They threw everything at it because I mean, they literally could have just done it with about Isaiah Bradley. They could have literally just done it about the power broker. They could have done it about you know what I mean. There's just there's so much stuff that was happening. Excuse me that um, that it's hard. You know, there were there was going to be some quick cuts to get to the end. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, they established John Walker. They had they probably they they jumped the shark a little bit in that sense of getting him to this better place, but I think it's just because they had so much story and they I had so much to tell. I completely agree, but that's and, my gripe is that there's they went so many places with him so quickly that I think it was too fast. Well, and Not I, that I, the end was wrong because that's yeah. part of what both of you are arguing about. Is, yeah, yeah, but he's really not supposed to be as bad person. I'm not saying he's supposed to be a bad person. I'm saying I didn't buy the quick turnaround. The quickness of the turnaround is what I have a problem with. Yeah, I just because it's six episodes. Like, yeah, I just didn't. I, what I'm really I saying is I didn't feel like it was a quick turnaround. I, I didn't like think it. it was that quick, but I but I, I think there's just a lot of story there that they you probably could. So many episodes of us not supposed to like this guy, and then and I never felt episode. like they never even they didn't and, do a lot to make me th- because they did. Uh, they did, but they also they threw in the scenes like remember when like they had the beer before his what was his, 
what was battle was it Battlestar? Is that what he called himself? Or what was his is Lamar? Was that his oh, name? Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, yeah they have like I don't scenes, remember what his other but they had scenes of him talking about you know the pressure and everything. So they they spattered that stuff in even when he was trying, getting frustrated about you know basically not being successful for the first time in his life. I thought it was a douchebag yeah. in those I, in those scenes. No, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't really. I didn't really feel like they were trying to make us not like him because I think in the no beginning, well, the director is saying him. that they were the point was for the for everyone to like him by the end, and she yeah. even said, "I think we did that." I don't think they did that. Yeah, I think because um, they tried to make him likable at the beginning, and and it wasn't like he was this douche or, or dick at least how I view how they were doing it. I think yeah. it wasn't Captain America, but I don't think yeah. he was a, a dick or, or a bad guy. I thought he was a good guy who was trying to do right. Yeah. And, and he did something wrong. Yeah. Um, but, but it was not like we're supposed to dislike him for it. I mean, some people obviously will cause he killed. A guy. Right. I think uh, there's need, need to be a little more so the- like, I, I just don't, feel, I, I saw how they were doing scenes to have him, like he, the way he was watching Sam give the speech, mm-hmm. and uh, when he saw the people being uh, uh, like they're about to die, and he helped he save them. them. Yeah, right. Like we, those were moments where they were supposed to be like, he's going to do the right thing. Deep down, he knows what the right thing is. I just needed a little more to get mm. to. I'm going to laugh at his quips now. Mm, okay. Now, one thing we're not discussing, and it's. It's something that's amazing to me that they've never brought up in all six of these episodes. Well, I guess she wasn't in all of them. But how do they come to terms with the fact that Steve banged his niece? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they. Oh no, they banged, bro. They banged. <laughs> also, he banged Black Widow too. They totally banged. Like so, they, they never addressed that those things happen. He was not a virgin all the way till till <laughs> till end game. I refuse to believe that. I believe my captain. I mean, five years, five years, and the snap he had to have done something. He, had to, yeah. he got yeah. out there. He got out there, man. But that's. But no, for Karen Carter is one of those characters. No, the my, my real my my grief about hers is they're like, oh, now you're reinstated in the CIA and you're good to go. And she's like, peace, let me walk out of the government building and get out my phone and be like, well, no more super soldiers, but I got a shitload of tech I can sell. Like Before she even, that's that's part got, of the trying been, to wrap too much up in a bow. Yeah, it was Yeah, too I agree with that too. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. She obviously wouldn't do it in that moment, in that way. No. Before she's even gotten the intel that she's going to be able to have access to. Yeah, it would, that was a little like, but yeah. Yeah. There there was, as you were saying, Rob, there was just a bit too much in the pot to yeah. do in the the amount of time that they had. And uh, I understand why they wouldn't want to do a 20 episode season. But and I'm glad they yeah. didn't. But I would have been happy with uh, an eight to 10. I think they could have done. I could. I think it's funny. I think WandaVision could have been less episodes. And I think this could have been more. I actually uh, thought WandaVision was the perfect number because I thought it was. For me, it felt just right. Mm. Um, but I did read where Feige was wanting all of these shows to be, uh, I forget how many hours they add up to, six oh. or eight hours. That makes sense. It's like, no, it shouldn't be this many hours. It should be this much what story. does the story need? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, but yeah. the only other thing I'll say as far as the kind of nitpickiness, and it goes back to Endgame. 
Yeah. And I purposely didn't mention this in our last pop talk because I there are episodes left. Maybe they'll address it. But when Shield, when Steve handed the shield to Sam, and I said this to Jason privately, I I wondered why did Sam yeah, privately, what, y'all? It was a very much a, it was a privacy was needed for him to say that. <laughs> what did I say? No, no. I'm what you're joking. about to say was just needed for yeah. privacy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to say like what we're talking about. You're like. I said this to him privately. Yeah. I mean, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm better than Sharon Carter at this. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, when, uh, when Steve handed Sam the shield, I know obviously in the comics, Steve picked Sam to be a successor. And that was a mm-hmm. big thing. And there are a lot of things in comic book movies where the answer is because comics. Yeah. I think because the MCU has made stuff so grounded and so real, it made me wonder why did Steve think that there needed to be a next Captain America? Because he's already the Falcon. He's already somebody. Why yeah. isn't the Falcon worthy uh, or, or capable of inspiring? Why does it need to be the, the shield and the stars and stripes? That's what I said I, publicly to my friend Andrew Van on his podcast. When I <laughs> when that happened, I was like, but he's the Falcon. Yeah. And it's like, Jason, you and I have talked a bunch of times about Arrowverse stuff. It's like when Diggle took over the green arrow mantle and then got pissed because <laughs> uh-huh. Oliver took it back. Where I'd say that that's different is in the point in time on Arrow when Diggle became the green arrow, nobody knew that Oliver Queen was the green arrow. So when Oliver decided to drive off in a sunset with Felicity to still have the green arrow in star city meant something. And since nobody knows who it is, anybody can put the hood on mm-hmm. as long as they're capable and it still strikes the fear in the criminals and, and inspires the good people and all that stuff. But in the MCU where there essentially are no secret identities, you know, that Steve Rogers was captain America. Mm-hmm. Why did Steve think that Sam now needed to be Captain America? I think the show did a great job of showing why the government felt mm-hmm. that they needed a new Captain America because of the five years and all the chaos. And maybe if we wrap ourselves in Uncle Sam and we, you know, we need you and that kind of World War II style propaganda, they thought that could help dig us out of where we are right now. Mm. So I get that. But unless I'm missing something, Steve wasn't privy to that need maybe he saw something and maybe it was something related to his living his life in that alternate timeline to grow old i don't know but i thought that the show would explain that and i thought that that's especially for bucky to be as pissed as he was at sam for not taking it on there's something behind it that wasn't explained yeah Mm. and hopefully it'll be addressed in the captain america movie that they have announced. Yeah. I'm very excited that it's happening. I, I already want to rewatch the series. Yeah. Um, I love WandaVision, but I wasn't immediately like, oh, I've got to rewatch it. But that's exactly how I felt immediately after seeing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I do want to say really quickly, before we move on to the next topic, that I haven't seen a bunch of racists online being mad about Sam becoming Captain America. The overwhelming take that I've seen uh, is that everyone's just thinks it's awesome. So I've, I haven't seen any angry white supremacists saying, that, no, Captain America can't be black. So 
I, I think that's great. I saw, I saw one or two, but I mean, that's, that's not to, that's actually not to debate what you said. It's actually to further what you just said, because usually they come out the woodwork. The fact that I only saw one or two speaks to your point. Uh, And maybe it's just because Sam, because we developed the MCU developed Sam so well that, you know, you, it would be difficult for even the racists to hate on him. Plus that speech at the end was actually really good. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best speech they've had in anything MCU, in my opinion. I think so. I mean, it's up there. I mean, they've, they've had enough good to great speeches that it's, I, I just really thought that was pretty good. But Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. was. It definitely was. I mean, it was the kind of inspiring thing that you could play in, in any situation. Like it's, and I'm sure this was intended like real life governments you yeah. need to watch that speech. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, and uh, we didn't say Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, oh, yeah. She's just awesome, man. She, she was, was She was really great. She, she can walk into any role, and she's just going to crush it. She just took it to 11. Like, it was like, oh, I didn't know I needed this, but now I like I need more of this. Like, <laughs> please. It's almost like Selena Meyer if she were in the MCU, but, but, com- but, but still. No, no, she seemed but still com- different. Yeah, she seemed competent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Selena, not so much arrogant. Yes, competent. <laughs> well, let's move on to our last topic. The or not last topic. Our our technically second to last topic. Uh, the Oscars had its lowest rating since Nielsen started recording audience totals in 1974. It's got some asking if the Oscars need a makeover and others naming the issue as anything between it's just no fun to it's Hollywood liberalism. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? And I'll actually start with this one since you two started on the previous topics. I think um, there are a lot of reasons why the ratings have been going down for years. And I think most of the things I've read online are uh, wrong. They're none of the things <laughs> really. I mean, for the most part, I, I heard some guys say that the ratings are down because there are no stars like Jack Nicholson. And he rattled off some other people. And he said that everyone is also so used to mediocrity now because they're fed it. They're fed mediocrity so much. And it's such a weird point to make because a, there are still plenty of, Jack Nicholson level stars in the world. Brad Pitt is definitely Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, the list goes on and on. We just don't need the Oscars to see stars anymore. You know, like in the 80s, there wasn't the internet. There Mm -hmm. wasn't tumblers devoted to these stars. And there weren't a million talk shows for that A-list stars were going on. So it's a different time period. uh, But there's also just a lot more taking people's attention. And B, the nominees weren't mediocre. There's like a lot of good work that was nominated this year. So I don't think it's any of that. I have a few that I do think are the real issues for why the numbers are down. For one, the nominations are mostly good, but they aren't the movies that people are seeing in droves, even if even with the pandemic, with it being easier for people to see these movies, they weren't necessarily going out of their way to see some of these art house movies. And uh, people are seeing big movies. They just uh, aren't the kind of movies that are nominated. Back in the day, epic movies that everyone saw used to get nominated for Oscars. But, you know, that had to help the ratings back then, by the way. But today's epic movies are superhero movies. And as you know, 
those don't get nominated. So wrong, wrongfully so most of the time. A, an accurate point, and they'll get nominated for stuff like best sound editor. Uh, they're not or costume, <laughs> right, 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 or stuff like that, but not the major categories. So, you know, people not seeing what's nominated that has to be part of why they aren't watching the Oscars. And um, that has to add up. And also I feel that this is like a three, three and a half hour telecast. And, you know, people really only care about the major awards and half of the major awards are given at 11 PM. Mm -hmm. Most people are in bed and they can just, look on the internet the next morning to see who won. So why? I, th- I think that's the big thing. I, I think that's, that's the main that's, thing. That's probably the main thing. Um, is just... It's easy for people to see, but I think the other main thing is that the only reason to watch it is to see who's nominated. You take the Grammys, people are at least, people hate the Grammy Academy. They think they get uh, the wrong people nominated or the wrong people win it. People complain about that every single year, but they watch the Grammys because big stars are performing live. And oftentimes they're paired with another big star that they don't normally play with. So they're moments, but the Oscars doesn't have that. And it, they don't have that because the Academy eliminated all of that stuff. They got rid of the host. They're not doing a bunch of, fun little bits the only fun bit that they did during the telecast this year was glenn close doing the butt the that butt. came several hours into the broadcast yeah. and quest love djing was also great but that's just going to the commercials they yeah. don't need to see the oscars they wouldn't know that was going to happen but what they anticipate are <laughs> a bunch of speeches and no moments and yeah. they can find out all the information they want the next day on twitter or something, you know? So why would they want stay up late to watch a state affair? Yeah, I think, and, and there's also a lot of the pageantry stuff that sucks, like the right. 15 minute montage of some things that's just like, and this is all about the magic of movies. And like, it always is like, you know, this picture from Old Yeller and this picture from The Sound of Music, you know, it's like th- that stuff I think is okay to cut. I really yeah. hated this year, a lot of the choices they made. Um, the biggest one being they didn't show clips from the damn movies. Like, show me these guys and and, and women acting. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, you have no context. And these are so many movies that nobody has seen. Like, show mm-hmm. scenes from the movies. Show why they got nominated. Like, yeah. it used sure. to, it used to, it used to be you would show the best, the scene of the movie of the reason why they were nominated was why it was what they would show. And it would inspire people to want to watch the movie. And the song, the best, the song nominated songs. They didn't even yeah. perform those this year. Yeah. yeah, they performed them before the official telecast. That's and, and, um, and I think they why. were like, let's cut the time there. It's like, I, you know, I understand that there's like an importance of like best short and best animated short because a lot of those people go on to do something great later. I get that. I get that there's a, like this idea, like especially with those categories, you get different people that you don't necessarily see and, and people are exposed that that that's good both from a sense of exposing different people but also you know having giving them opportunities to grow in the industry i get that aspect mm-hmm. but wrap that shit up like you got to do that <laughs> stuff fast like it's yeah, way we too, care it's, the least about the awards and yeah those awards, awards like get to the good stuff like 
show some real, but you got to show scenes. But I think that they need to, I don't think they need to cut those categories. I think they need to speed it up somehow. But I also think that they need to add some different categories. And I'm you know, like there was been a, saying stunts for years. I, God damn it. That was my point. I was going to say stunts. <laughs> like that to me is like the number one thing they don't respect. And I mean, how can you not watch something like John Wick and be like, my God, these people are, or Mission Impossible Fallout. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise learned how to fly a helicopter. And like, I mean, that is just as cool as some bullshit uh, British person doing a fake Southern accent. <laughs> they think we all talk like this and <laughs> I will not go to war <laughs> because I'm a Southern Christian. My, <laughs> and, and was it fallout? <laughs> or and Duke Garfield. It was fallout. Was it, was, no, was, no, I mean, where uh, where Cruz was hanging on the uh, was, was Rogue Nation. Oh, Rogue Nation. Five, yeah. 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 I mean, any any of the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, like, yeah. that's the stuff people go see. And that's something you would, I think people would be like, yeah, man, that's pretty dope. Also, there's mm-hmm. so little respect for comedy. They've always yeah. had such little respect for comedy. And I want, and I think well, that after I, a certain point, because they used to respect it. They used to. You're right. They used to. And so I think one one hand, I think Hollywood doesn't, you know, they want to make either the more uh, general comedy that like will get butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. They think what gets butts in the seats is probably Adam Sandler type of crap. And mm-hmm. no offense, but his movies are crap nowadays. Um, but, you know, that kind of stuff versus like a being there or, so, you know, something that's hilarious, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. really thoughtful and really and worthy of Oscar nomination. You know, like, yeah, they, I, yeah. I remember when Wedding Crashers came out and it made like two hundred million dollars and everyone was like, and the movie's actually like good. It's not some yeah. bad movie. And people were saying, uh, well, is it going to get an Oscar nomination? And I thought I thought then, like the fact that it made two hundred million dollars is not what makes something Oscar worthy. I think what it is, is a problem of identity. Mm-hmm. I think some people expect it to be like MTV Movie Awards or something, whereas other, like the Academy, wants yeah. this prestige thing. They want to be seen as prestigious. And that's, being that snooty is hurting them. Because there's at the end of the day, yeah. they're, being, they're overlooking a lot of art. But the, there's, something to be, there's something to be said of, there's a middle ground where I understand you don't get Pulp Fiction Best Picture, but instead of giving it to Forrest Gump, you give it to Shawshank Redemption. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. like, they're all not, they were, well, actually, I think Shawshank wasn't nominated. It should have been. But you know what I mean? Like, you think about like, there, there's like times where, look it up. Yeah, it, there, there's this. It didn't win because it had the unfortunate, Trey's looking it up now, it had the unfortunate timing of coming out the same yeah, year as Forrest as, Gump. As Forrest and Gump and Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And, and that they, they kind of ate all the oxygen. But I, yeah, but I mean, there's just not like, there's there's not a lot of consensus when it comes to like... It was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated? Okay. I thought it was. And I, and, Fuck me. Yeah, uh, and, so, and Morgan Freeman was Morgan nominated. Freeman was as well. Yeah, I knew yeah. he was nominated. Which, who won that? And, I, and what did, I don't remember who won acting. Well, no, acting would have been. Uh, well, that was Tom Hanks. Tom, but, Hanks. Tom Hanks, but no, but I'm saying I thought it was supporting role. Yeah, yeah, he was lead. Morgan Freeman um, was. Yeah, they oh, they had oh. they had him in uh, best actor in a leading role. Morgan Freeman. Uh, I guess that's why like, Gary Sinise was in uh, best supporting. Oh, he got he got best supporting. 
No, he was nominated. Jackson. Martin Martin oh, La- Martin Landau won for Ed Wood. Oh, for Ed Wood. Oh, he was really good. Oh, and that was too. another movie that came out that year. You know, like oh, that he was, was a great year movie. for film. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's just yeah. like movies. There's just not a lot of movies nowadays where there's not, there's just not a lot of those middle of the ground, really good. Every, like a lot of people go see it. And that's also Oscar worthy. It's either you're, you're in, you know, in game or you're, you An know, your, par- movie. your parasite, you know, it's like nobody's yeah. seen par- you know, nobody had seen, well, even though it's a brilliant parasite- movie. Yeah, Parasite, yeah. I don't remember what its box office was. It did pretty well, seemed, actually. That one ended up doing pretty well. But, but like for the most part, it's like Sound of Metal, which, you know, that movie is not like killing it. It was good. Ago. But yeah, but I'm, yeah, but like the thing, I think where they missed up the biggest was, I don't know how the hell they didn't give it to Get Out. They gave it to the stupid fish fucking movie. But, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will yeah, not yeah. call it by its real name. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but but you know for like why like get out was one of the most important movies of the last five years mm-hmm. you've got it in your hands oscars vote for mm-hmm. it and like it was yeah. like if that had won it would i think it really would have changed the dynamics and they also the oscars hate scary movies and thrillers they never mm-hmm. give any respect to that category either and so it's like, how can you bring some of these other categories in and, and respect it? And I think stunts is a great way, like you said. Um, I, I think they just have to figure out some way to incorporate more popular movies. Um, but it's yep. also up to Hollywood too to make some of these movies. So I, I think Netflix. That's the thing they have Netflix to and Hulu making. and some of these are doing a great job of making good movies. I, you know, personally, like I don't, there, you know, like there's just a, there was just a couple of movies nominated. I'm like. And those look okay, but like you know, like I mean, Palm Springs was awesome. Like to do what they pulled off in Palm Springs, I think that's award worthy. So Mm -hmm. I mean, and it was very well acclaimed by critics. Yeah, like there's just like why ignore ignore a movie like that? And maybe it's because this is is, yeah, this is a weird year, and I think it's going to take a couple years to to bounce back because of COVID and things getting pushed to a side. But I mean, Nomadland was the best thing I've seen in a long time. Like it was. I haven't seen it. I keep end up. I, it's gorgeous. It is. Okay. It is a beautiful movie to watch. Um, it, it's. But I it, was somewhat but, interested in seeing it until um the acceptance speech of Frances McDormand. No, I'm she's, kidding. She's a weird lady. Um, <laughs> she I, honestly, I, Frances McDormand is someone I never want to have a conversation with because she scares the shit out of me. Like I just, I would be so uncomfortable. I would, I couldn't say a word around her. So yeah. I would, I would just be like, hey. you know, like, cause she's very intimidating and that's probably why you don't want to watch it. <laughs> cause she is. No, I mean, honestly, I heard some criticism about like how Amazon is Amazon, Amazon stuff. So I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then oh my I, God. Saw, have... I saw the trailer again or another clip. And I was like, I, there's a scene in it. kind of interesting, but I don't know. There is this amazing scene where I don't want to give it all away, but basically David Statham, she's basically her and David Statham are the only actors in the movie. Everybody else is a real life nomad. Oh, wow. Um, and so, um, <laughs> uh, there's a scene where he, he's trying to help her and he does something and so there's an amazing scene in the movie and you don't want to give it away 
I'll yeah. watch it. I'll yes, watch I'm just it saying, but it's, it's just a right. subtle scene. But it's why like something like that deserves. Well, to he's win. such a great actor. Oh my for gosh. His, like he's he's, he's so like, solid. King of of being subtle. He can be anything. Yeah, he can yeah, be the bad guy in a born movie, and he could be this sweet guy in this movie, and then he could be the awful father in Dolores Claiborne. So yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's a tremendous actor. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I pr- pretty much agree with everything you said. I actually think that, uh, quest love game of, uh, figuring out, was this nominated the winner or, or whatever, that probably would have been fun. Even if Glenn close hadn't broken out into doing the, yeah. but it was a little yeah. surprise this with all of her information about <laughs> knowing I heard that, that it some, was like scripted. it was staged. Man. No, fine. what uh, what Questlove what Questlove said is that uh, I forget where I read this, but apparently they all that she knew was they were going to do something, mm. but she didn't really know what. Oh, oh, okay. So she I really did just know that those details. Right, well, she's down. That's pretty dope. I like yeah. her. And I like her more now because of that. She's yeah. won a damn Oscar. But I think it, just adding to what you both have said, I mean, it's just the same thing with TV ratings going down. I mean, there's so much content. There is. So much content. And so people aren't necessarily seeing, especially in a pandemic year, seeing these movies the way that they would have because there wasn't the same going to the theater for some of these mm-hmm. movies. And right. yes, many, if not all of them were streaming. But a lot of these streaming channels aren't great about promoting because it because of how much content they have. Right. So you don't always know what's on there. No. And and so you kind of go into the Oscars like I didn't even know what was nominated. I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't really for that reason. I didn't really watch. Um, and like you said, going hostless. Yeah, um, they need a host. They need to bring back. Well, they need to get Tina and Amy. Yeah, I mean, I get why they didn't do it the Kevin Hart year, the year that was supposed to be. Kevin. Yeah, because it was so close to the telecast. Like yeah, nobody else wanted nobody wanted toxic. Yeah. But then why stick with that? And I can kind of understand the pandemic year. Also, kind of going yeah, hostless. but Lil Rel was great, and I think he could have hosted. I, th- well, I, I thought mean, Regina King was going to do it. I, I think honestly, that's what I thought. Was, I thought yeah. I, I was going to be fine with it. Like she was yeah. doing a great job. So I love the beginning. The beginning it was beautiful, was cool, but they really, yeah. honestly, need to do. They need to have moments, and I think having a host helps a show have moments. And uh, somebody pointed out, like they keep talking about how they're hostless, but then they keep having these people come out and do things that a host would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe just have a host and, and, and they, remember to bring the to funny avoid controversy, I guess. But what's real dumb about that is it's silly and petty and you're only responding to people who are silly and petty. Like, yeah, you're if you know, if you're going to engage people saying stuff, then at least do it in an honest way instead of just completely trying to dodge it um, by not having a host because you don't want Chris Rock to make a joke about Jude law again or something like that. Like they, they take themselves way too seriously, the Academy and like behind the scenes, they didn't like a lot of the stuff that, uh, <laughs> it's the, it's the, I'm, Chris, la- it's I'm the, laughing at Rob. He had it. He did the Picard yeah, meme. It's, 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 it's Chris Rock's joke. Jenna, 50 cents been shot in the face more times than Jenna Jameson. <laughs> but that was at the MTV BMA. Oh, that wasn't the, the Oscars. That was, I, I, I always know that, that was definitely on Oscars. TV. He could have said that at the Oscars. I felt like um, he said that at the Oscars. 
Well, I'm sure Trey will find the details. Well, then again, Jimmy Kimmel had the joke that in, in Moonlight, the happy ending happened in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it at first until I saw Moonlight. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the way everyone started laughing, I was like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> it must have been a great, a great middle movie. scene. Yeah. No, that was uh, that movie was great. They have this hatred <laughs> or something of having fun it seems because they didn't they didn't like it the academy didn't like it behind the scenes when david letterman was hosting and that was uh, hilarious this, well like, it's just like it the, was but they were mad about like like i read and i love i love canu now but at the time behind the scenes where they're like there was like rehearsals and stuff bruce valanche told keanu reeves that they were doing stupid pet tricks and Keanu was kind of stunned and was like, but what about a sense of decorum? And I'm like, you guys take yourselves too effing seriously. If yeah. This is a TV show, okay? Yeah. That's what the Oscars is. It's mm-hmm. not about holding up yourselves on some pedestal like you want to make it about. It's supposed to be enjoyable to watch for three hours. Yeah. Okay? And that- Just make it fun. That Letterman year was my, I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year in college. So that's when like Letterman was our God as far as late night. Oh yeah. And um, we were all gathered in the common room watching. Like that's the kind of thing you want for a show like this Mm -hmm. is for young people to actually want to come watch it. And it's because of Letterman and all the stuff that we found hilarious. We saw the the crowd in the actual Oscar audience, just stone faced like Oprah, Uma, and the stupid was, pet trick I thought it was so funny yeah and then the and but later oprah was like she didn't she was saying in some interview maybe when she and letterman were on her, his show or her show whichever time she said this but she didn't get it while sitting there i think she would have gotten it at any other show but because it was the oscar she didn't get it uh-huh. and the uh-huh. stupid pet tricks the fact that they pulled it out of no i mean it felt to the audience it's, like they it's pulled just, it out of nowhere and it was so hilarious but even, even like this yeah. year it was like laura in the top like, 10 list laura dern's like mm-hmm. daniel kalua your performance was so beautiful and it was like a poem that you wrote to our souls it's like if i, I were daniel kalua i'd be like i was like <laughs> i'd be like shut up and just show me acting. he was moved to tears i appreciated that moment no so i hated it I hated it. I hated that so much. Show him. Show him in the movie. Show the clip. Show, show the Because, God, that was a good movie. And he was so good in that. And he should have won Best Actor. He was not yeah. a supporting actor. He was the main. There's two characters in that movie. Judas and the Black Messiah. That means they're right. both the main characters. Well, you know, like Batman v Superman, Batman and Superman are the supporting actors in that movie. And Wonder Woman is the star. <laughs> um, but, but I'm making to, a joke because yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah is the name of that movie, and those two actors who were playing those roles. No, I believe uh, uh, Jesse Plemons was the star of the movie. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> Plemons yeah, he was the actual star. So, but uh, he was the lead actor. Of that movie. Yeah, yeah, but you all, as much as you're Rob excoriating that that Laura Dern speech, it it actually made me realize. I've been to a number of those non-televised award shows and, and Jason, mm-hmm. I know you hosted uh, some in Greenville. Yeah. Um, if you're somebody in that industry, that's, and, and it's not televised, that might be the kind of award evening that you want. 
mm-hmm. because it's oh, about yeah. appreciating each other and appreciating that. And so that the fact that the pandemic forced them into this more intimate setting at the tables is what made me finally realize to a degree why the Oscars is a little stodgier mm-hmm. because they want to have that kind of celebration, prestige. but prestige <laughs> And, 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 you know, the award shows I've been to, I felt that kind of warmth. I wouldn't have ever in a million years watched the same thing on TV that I was attending in person. Yeah. But I had a different appreciation for it being there in person. Hmm. So I get it from that standpoint. But the uh, folks in the Academy have to understand if you're trying to put cameras in there. Yeah. Then you do have to do something different. And, trying and Jason's, to put eyeballs on the mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. And, and unless you want it to just be a niche thing. If you want yeah. it to be a niche thing, then fine, embrace so it. So what's the point of the SAG Awards? Then you become then you become then the, the, spirit. the, the spirit. Yeah, awards, yeah. So that's the yeah. niche thing. And which that's is another yeah. reason that, why the num- the numbers they for need, the Oscars are low. It needs to be this more of those because the Oscars mm-hmm. still needs to be the Oscars. It needs to be the pinnacle to me. Right. It still needs to be yeah. like the thing everyone strives to be. Yeah, but they need to they need to step up their game. Right. They need to and step up their game. They've done it better they, with somewhat better with representation. They're doing yeah, better. Somewhat. Yeah. They're doing, yeah. They're doing better in the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, internally. At the Get Golden rid Globes. of the Golden Globes. But yeah, that's my <laughs> yeah. But it's funny how easy it is to become self important in that way. Because Jason yeah. may or may not remember me telling these stories. But uh, when I was at ESPN, I started in 99. So the ESPYs only had existed for six years by the time I started. Yeah. And and so the the feel from most folks internally who were of the older generation, they wanted to be the Oscars of sports. That's literally mm. what they said they wanted the ESPYs to be. And there was this one year, I don't remember which year it was, but Steven Seagal hosted. I mean, he didn't, ho- I'm sorry, he didn't host. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Okay. He didn't host. <laughs> I'm sorry, that been. <laughs> he was a presenter. But this is when he was going through his kind of Asian culture thing. And so he wore, uh, I forget, something something along those lines, if it Mm -hmm. wasn't literally a kimono. Mm -hmm. And people, again, the older execs, after the fact, were dogging the fact that he wore that. It's like, no, you're supposed to be wearing a tux. It's the Oscars of sports and blah, blah, blah. And they were mad at other stuff like that. And it's like, dude, that's not. I mean, they already give away MVP in all the major sports. They already, for the individual sports, give these other awards too. You're trying to get people to watch this made-up thing. And yeah, I get the appeal for that, but it's got to be an entertainment show. And that's when the ESPYs ratings started improving was when they Mm -hmm. made it. When when Broadway Video, when Lorne Michaels' company started producing and started really – doing more of the writing and you saw SNL style bits, uh, that's really when it started going up. And instead of actors hosting, it was comedians. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the kind of thing you need because you need to have the fun. I mean, you're still not going to have everybody tuning in because so much of the award show is going to be the award giving it out. Yeah. Which like you both have said, you can go on the internet the next morning. So who cares? But at least you'll get more eyeballs if you have, the the music if you have the bits if you have the stuff and part of it is i, I this year they just but so we watched it justina and i girlfriend of the show we watched it and enjoyed it um 
just I think we just enjoyed the vibe and seeing Regina King and people like that. But I think where the producers got it wrong is they stripped all the things that could have made it a moment and made it fun. And I think ultimately, you know, so we've already established this is a television show. We're trying to watch something to enjoy. But the other thing for their (laughs) interests, this is really a big commercial for For the industry, but also for these movies and things that were nominated. So you should want people to watch it. And if you want people to watch it, you have to drop this staid, it's all about prestige and decorum thing and make it fun to watch. Yeah. They could get away with it back 50, 60 years ago when you watched one movie, maybe you you saw a double feature when that was still a thing. Barely the saw these stars. But like 15 like, oh movies gosh, drop every oh. Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marlon like, Brando's going to be on. I'm so yeah. excited to see that because you never saw Marlon he Brando. Because now came. the big stars you see all the time. Yeah. They're dancing yeah. on Fallon and yeah. doing whatever on Colbert. They have and their TV shows and their Instagram. movies. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're following them all over the place. Well, and, and then, and then, and then and the other thing we're not talking about. They really, they really stepped on the rake too. It's like I don't know. I know that Steven Soderbergh was involved in the production of the show. Oh my god! It was the biggest rake step I've ever seen in my life. Where it was like we're gonna do best picture, not at the end of the night before best actress and actor, because we're pretty sure Chadwick Boseman's gonna win, and it's gonna be a really great moment. His widow's gonna speak. It's gonna be really touching to the times. Um, okay, so let's send out Jackass Joaquin Phoenix, who's Fuck terrible. Yeah. Um, and and then okay, he hates Ask a war- him to say something, something he won't, to, say, won't it. say it, and he'll say something about how wars are basically bullshit. And then okay, Anthony Hopkins, who and I've told you, so I have not seen it, but I've heard that it's his best work possibly ever. It might be better than his performance in, in Silence of the Lambs. Like it's supposed to be amazing. And I heard that it could happen but the fact that he wins he's not there and it's just a picture of him peace out quest loves hitting the twos and then we're done you know it was like mm. wow there was supposed to be yeah. this poignant moment and it didn't happen maybe you should have let the poignant moment mean that nomad land won best picture like let's do yeah. best picture last jackasses like, like we normally do yeah yeah that was stupid <laughs> but it, but if if bozeman had actually won do you think it would have paid off or do oh, you God, still yeah it would have paid off it? oh so then <laughs> it would have been a beautiful moment so you're Maybe. judging it based on how it happened not based yeah they should have asked price waterhouse i think there was a risk <laughs> i think there was a risk they they gambled on a risk and the house always wins to mention a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah, the um, house won this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have had Danny Ocean there. Would have helped. It probably. Um, yeah. Speaking of no movie stars, he had George Clooney exists, and so is yeah. Julia Roberts. But yeah, no movie stars. Hey, are we just not going to talk about Will Ferrell singing on an Oscar-nominated song? <laughs> is no one going to mention that because no one is. No one has talked about. That. I had I had tapped out before he did that, so I didn't. Well. They didn't oh, do the mean, smart oh, no, thing. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh. You're, you're not talking about oh, in, show. Real you're just talking about in real life. No, he's, I'm saying, well, they didn't because, oh, you know why? Because they didn't do the smart thing of like having people having perform, perform the song. Oscars, yeah. And you could have had Will Ferrell in a funny outfit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because think about like when the South Park song was done for the Oscars and it was Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Right, I kids. never will forget when he said in that bitch and Marie, too. 
It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so great. And also, and this just speaks to his sweetness. His mic was still on when they were like closing the curtains and he was addressing all the kids. Mm-hmm. And and so you could hear what he said to the kids. And he was just saying, oh, you did so great. Oh, it was great. You all did so awesome. I was just like, oh, man, what the nicest dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Oscars and Oscar worthy movies, <laughs> Mortal Kombat is a new movie Jeez. that's out. Rob, uh, we stretch. haven't seen it. Trey and I have not seen it, but you have. So the floor is yours. Thank you. Let me just preface your rant, (laughs) whatever (laughs) you're about to say. I I saw a trailer or two for it, and that's literally all I knew about it. Yeah. I think whoever put the trailer together did a pretty good job. Yes, they did. Because, because it looked like it was <laughs> oh, very faithful oh, to the oh, video. Like oh, very much let, better than the 90s. Let me, let yeah. me, oh, okay. So let me take you back. First off, Jason, this is the one thing where Jason and I rarely disagree, and that's because I'm not a big video gamer. Um, for the most part, I think they're kind of time sucks. We disagree about that. My wife actually agrees with Jason. Um, that she thinks it's actually <laughs> it a good depends thing to play what kind of game you're playing. If it's just but, a shooter game, then it's a time suck. But ba- me, little Rob, and God bless my mother. I've got my Sega Genesis. And she's bought me Mortal Kombat, and she lets me call the one nine hundred number so that I can get the blood code. Because okay. there's no point in playing Mortal Kombat if you don't have the blood code. And I think it was like down, up, left, right, left, right, down, something like that. So, <laughs> or A B A B. I don't. I used to remember it. Um, Mortal Kombat was like the world to me and I loved it. And the first movie, when it came out, it was the first movie I saw when I moved to South Carolina and it was like a really important movie. And in fact, the second time I saw it in the theater was with like the first friends I made in South Carolina. Cause I moved in the seventh grade and it was, you know, it's, it's, it's an awkward time in life. And so it's hard to make friends mm-hmm. at that time in life. So it's like a really big, important movie to me. When I saw it as an adult, I realized it was a piece of hot garbage pushed down the road but there was still fun stuff to it. It was good. And like, it was good in that sense. I was like, you know, like nostalgia sense, it's a fun movie. But the thing that that movie gets right is it understands the game. This mm-hmm. piece of shit, $100 million movie did not understand. If you're going to have a movie about a fighting tournament, you show the goddamn fighting tournament. They, Wait, they didn't the show the tournament. No. There's no it's tournament. Called Mortal Kombat. There's Isn't no the tournament. tournament called. There's no because what happens is there's champions of Earth. And they're supposed to go to this. They're supposed to go to like this neutral place and they fight Outworld for the control of all these realms. And if 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 Earth's mightiest warriors lose, then Outworld can take over Earth. That's how it works. That's the rules. I don't get it, but that's the, that is the rules. And so, <laughs> but instead, the bad guy, you know, Shang Sun, who's the bad guy is basically sending his warriors to kill them before they can compete in Mortal Kombat. So it happens, it's like a prequel movie. They can't even compete in, in Mortal Kombat because these people are going around trying to kill them. It, so there's no tournament. And then it's just like, okay, the, they decide to bring in a new character played by Louis Tan. And if you're wondering who Louis Tan is, so did I. No, he's, he's in, um, he's briefly in... Uh, uh, Deadpool 2, he played, I don't know, I'll get this, it's, I can't, 
It's um, Shatterstar. He's the guy that says he's basically better than human beings because he's an alien. And then he, he then he falls into the helicopter and dies. <laughs> and Deadpool is not upset about him dying as a member of X-Force. So, I mean, so you've got that guy's the lead. He's a new character that wasn't in the games. He's boring as hell. The lady who's playing Sonya is taking it way too serious. The guy who plays Kano is awesome. Like, that's the only good part about it. He was way better than the guy in the original movie playing Kano. Um, he was fantastic. What do you think of the guy who played Jax? He was terrible. I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I mean, he was, it was, just made no sense. He played well, Jimmy Olsen in the Supergirl TV show. He was like, okay, so like, he gets his arms. It's pretty cool when he gets his arms taken off. I'll give it that. It's uh-huh. like Sub-Zero freezes his arms and like rips them off. It's pretty dope. And this movie is a hard R. In that sense, I appreciated they went hard R with it. They actually, you know, there's a lot of gruesome deaths in it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that aspect of it, but there was no tournament. There was no, the plot made no sense because basically you just went from A to B like way too fast. But they had like so many good people in it. They had, so this guy named um, Joe Taslam, who um, is in The Raid and The Raid 2, which, mm-hmm. I, uh, and then um, The Night um, Comes for Us which are all just these amazing Indonesian action movies. I know that sounds like new movie snob dumb, but I'm telling you it's, I think the rate is still on Netflix. If it's not go rent it, it's the best action movie you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> I swear to God, they actually kill people in that movie. It's the action. So good. Like there's no, there's no Jason Bourne cut shots. It looks like they're actually beating the shit out of each other. It is so wow. good. And a lot of those guys ended up like in star Wars and a bunch of different, like one of the guys he's in star Wars and John wick and, um, that's, I mean, they're, they're really good fighters and really good actors. And then you've got like, I mean, you've got some like decent actors like um, Chen Hun, who was um, Lao in The Dark Knight, the, you know, the, the evil banker. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's Shang Sun and he's terrible as Shang Sun. It is so bad. It makes no sense. So, I mean, at least this time they didn't have Christopher Lambert being Raiden, the <laughs> Japanese god of thunder and lightning. <laughs> So they actually have a real Japanese person playing them. But it's like, the, I mean, like the only good thing is the guy plays Scorpion. It's kind of interesting, but like, it's just so, it's so frustrating. Cause it's like, they spent all this money and the plot makes no sense. Mm. And I think they want to set up, they, really they want to set up an empire movie. They really, really put a lot of money into promoting that movie. So, and I thought it was going to be, just I thought when it, I first it looked saw the promotion, so awesome. I was like, that, that looks like it's going to be a big It looked movie. like, oh my God, they finally understand like who these characters are and they're going to get it right. But even like Jax, like he gets his arms taken off and then like he's in this Buddhist monk te- temple, but they've made like robotic arms for him. Like, I'm not talking about like in a medical facility and then they take <laughs> him to this place. I mean, literally it's like a Buddhist monk, mon- you know, like, you know, it's Raiden's temple and he's got like, it's kind of like, steampunk looking arms and then the whole point of the movie is they're supposed to find their akana which is like their 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 secret ability so like luke can throw fireballs and kano can shoot a laser from his eye um but like so like Jax is like he's got these crappy robotic arms and then they turn into really good robotic arms it was <laughs> i'm like say what so it's like so you're telling me that all along his power that he's had his whole life was that his arms his arms had to get ripped off so that they could become super jacked metal arms? <laughs> oh and that doesn't make God. any sense. Cause in the game he just loses his arms and they 
they're like robotic ones they give him. Like there's no like, you know, it's just it's just like finding like your secret power to like, I don't know, just let him throw let's say like Liu Kang studies this form of martial arts and like part of it is you learn how to throw fireballs. That sounds cool to me. That sounds a lot cooler than you have this hidden secret talent. That's like that's just stupid. Like I don't yeah. know. I just and they what wow. they wanted to make it like this whole plot point. And so Oh, Will it get any of those technical Oscar nominations? You think? Like, no, because even or... like the like Goro looked terrible. Like it was a CGI Goro, <laughs> and it just didn't look good. The only cool part was, and there was this. There's um Lao Kang, who had he's has like a hat that's like a buzzsaw, and this like I have no idea who this bad lady was. He's fighting her, but it's not even that long of a fight. He, she basically like flies by him one time, and then he realizes, oh, I'm gonna trick her, and he like throws his uh his hat into the the sand and it's spinning and he like picks her up and knocks her down and throws her and like eviscerate cuts her in half bisects her and it's pretty gruesome and so you know obviously i like that aspect of it but it was like that was like the only cool part it's like that was it and wow. well and when sub-zero ripped off jack's arms but that was yeah that's about it like wow. and all the yeah and, well i guess yeah. uh i know and, not to watch that yeah and all the heroes win their fights <laughs> so that's the thing no hero di- well one hero dies, but that's it. It's like, it was like totally telegraphed. That it was about to die, but like okay. everything else, it was like, and they don't have Johnny cage in it. So it's like, you don't have Johnny cage and I don't know. This is so based bad. on what you're describing. Whoever the editors were for the trailer have to be the, like some of the best editors. You know what? Ever. You know what? That should be an Oscar. Best trailer. <laughs> Best trailer. Because God knows some of those bastards have tricked me into going to see things I wish I'd never seen. Well, the people wow. who cut the uh the Josh Trank uh Fantastic Four trailer almost had me until everybody walked out of the theater and said, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was a great trailer. But this more Prometheus had a good uh marketing run too, and people were kind of like bleh on the movie. I, I will I will defend that movie. I will not defend Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant, I, I literally turned to the stranger next to me and I was like, this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. There it really is. Did. I, there, yeah, there. No, that's it. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the podcast, fellas. There it is. I fucking hate World War Combat. Better representation. Oscar, so wait. We're a bunch of jackasses, but I hope you enjoyed that nevertheless. And hey, what are your thoughts? Did you agree with us on topics like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or the Oscars or Joe Rogan? Why don't you share your thoughts with us on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook? You can just follow us at There It Is Pod. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and Instagram at Jason Far Picks. Also, Rob is part of that band, The Socks. You can go to Twitter at the underscore socks, Instagram at the socks official, and Facebook at the socks. Links in bio. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 